Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 3072, The Three Reasons We Bury Our Dreams by Dr. Kelly Flanagan of drkellyflanagan.com and I'm your narrator, Justin Mollick. Welcome back, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is where I read to you every day of the year from the best blogs on the web. And we have other shows where we do this covering other topics. Just search for Optimal Living Daily in your podcast app to find all of our other shows. But with that, let's get right to our next article as we optimize your life. The Three Reasons We Bury Our Dreams by Dr. Kelly Flanagan of drkellyflanagan.com. Sometime shortly after the Y2K bug did not end civilization, my girlfriend handed me a novel called A Widow for One Year by John Irving. I'd read many novels before and I'd enjoyed them, but Widow was different. It deeply attuned me to what is sacred and sad, hilarious and hard, beautiful and broken, lovely and lonely, grueling and graceful about being human. The book humanized me. All of that to say, overnight, a dream was awakened in me. I wanted to write a novel. At the time, I was working on a master's thesis, shopping for an engagement ring for that girlfriend of mine, and generally obsessed with having as much fun as possible in whatever time was left over. Suddenly, though, fun meant skipping a party on a Saturday night to stay home and write. I can't remember how much I ultimately wrote because eventually I married that girlfriend and we had our first child while launching our careers. At some point, I buried the novel on a long-lost hard drive and I can't even remember what it was about. I stand by that decision. I had a family to start and a career to get off the ground. My energies were needed elsewhere. What I question is how deeply I buried that dream in my psyche. When I was pitching Lovable, one of the acquisition editors described our passions as the things we never knew we always wanted to do. Yep, you can have a passion for writing a novel for 20 years and not even know it. You can have a passion for anything for a lifetime and not even know it. Why? Because of what we believe about our passions. They're not practical. They're a luxury. They're selfish. They're silly. They don't matter. They're not lucrative. They're not applauded, and on and on. We bury our dreams beneath a bunch of quite reasonable reasons for burying them, 
and eventually we forget they're there altogether. In August of 2020, after publishing True Companions, it was time to pitch the second nonfiction book of a two-book contract to my publisher. I was confident in the concept and hopeful the publisher would approve it, but also prepared for disappointment. I was not prepared for what they actually said. We think this would work better as fiction. It was a dream come true, so of course I jumped at the opportunity, right? Wrong. I told them I must not have been clear enough. I revised the nonfiction proposal and resubmitted it. Why was I now actively working to keep my dream buried? Perhaps because one of the only things worse than not chasing your dream is chasing it and not catching it. A heart full of hope is easier to handle than a heart broken by disappointment. We preserve the possibility of our dreams by not living them. So I submitted a second nonfiction proposal, confident this time my publisher would see the light. They didn't. Their feedback was unchanged. Well, we still think this would work better as fiction. The dream within me began to stir. Could I? Could I really? Could I really write a novel? I sought the counsel of my trusted agent. She cautioned me that most authors have several novels in the drawer before they master the craft well enough to actually pull one off. But she encouraged me to get started anyway, so I did. And her reaction to the early pages fanned the embers of that old dream of mine. Your characters, they're alive, keep going. And writing The Unhiding of Elijah Campbell became the greatest thrill of my creative life. I'd plan for the characters to do one thing and they do something entirely different, something somehow more real and more truthful and more meaningful than I'd had in mind. And I'd feel like I was the only one in the theater on opening night watching a heart-rending story unfold before anyone else gets to see it. Then six months later, the first draft was done. I went for a walk with a friend a couple of days later and told him I'd finished it. He asked if I'd sent it to my agent yet. I told him no, and I might never send it. He asked why. I told him publishing a novel just didn't make sense for me at this point in my career. I wanted to publish a book about pursuing our passions. He looked at me and said, how can you write a book about pursuing your passion if you're not pursuing yours? Touche. Stephen Pressfield says there's a malevolent force in the universe called resistance. He says its sole intent is to keep us from living the lives we're here to live. And he writes, quote, the danger is greatest when the finish line is in sight. At this point, resistance knows we're about to beat it. It hits the panic button. It marshals one last assault and slams us with everything it's got, end quote. I'm not sure what resistance is, probably some amalgam of our wounds and shame and fear and ego, but I'm sure it didn't want me to show the manuscript to anyone. Our dreams are relatively safe experiments in being human until we drag them out into the light for everybody to see. Then they have to dance with our fears. In the end, I didn't write a book about pursuing our passions. Rather, the book itself is a living example of one guy pursuing his 20 years after the idea first enthralled him. 
I'm really proud of the shape this long-buried dream of mine has ultimately taken in the world, and I can't wait for you to read it. Elijah's story has made me a more peaceful, forgiving, and faithful human being. I believe he'll do the same for you, too. You just listened to the post titled, The Three Reasons We Bury Our Dreams by Dr. Kelly Flanagan of drkellyflanagan.com. And I'll be right back with my commentary. Thank you to Dr. Flanagan. There were some great quotes in here and I'll have some in the show notes for this episode that you can reflect on. One towards the end that hit home with me, our dreams are relatively safe experiments in being human until we drag them out into the light for everybody to see. Then they have to dance with our fears. I'm sure we've all felt this at some point in our lives, and this can be a deeper issue with control, really. Because before that passion becomes public, It's all within our heads and within our control, right? Because we still have to do the work or the practice or what have you. And that's all in our control, but once it becomes more public to the world and others can comment on it, well, now that's out of our control and that can be really scary. And kind of crazy that for him, the spark to write a book simply came from just reading another It's truly amazing how big of an impact something relatively small can have on our lives. I know some books had massive impacts on me. Hopefully some of these articles can do the same for you. And with that, appreciate you being here and listening and learning along with me. Have a great weekend and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.